1: Kids, do you like professional wrestling? Oh, we like professional wrestling too. This is uh shake them ropes. He is Chris Novembrino. I am Jeff Hawkins, recording fairly early on a Friday, because I have the day off. My work graciously gave us a four-day weekend. And given that this is Memorial Day weekend, please, if you are here in the States, do take at least a moment of reflection. For the people who died, it is well, while I do not shame people for having barbecues and parties on Memorial Day, I was always raised to believe that it was a day of reflection. But here's always with me one, Chris Novembrino, a man who's trying to find parking.
0: <laughs> a man who's trying to find a party? <laughs> parking. Oh, parking. Yeah, no. know. I, I, oh, my God. I, I, you know, I, I now dub myself Jeff the Visitor. Uh, I, I didn't shoot this life in the last week. Um chris novembrino became the visitor fighting for all the visitors parking all across america the visitors of america
1: the I normal array of parking chris novembrino
0: yeah no i it, and, and again some men seek out greatness some men you know uh <laughs> like you know but but in my case i i was thrusted into this role where i'm now combating the machine the powers that be i have I have communications going with the. We've got to city fight the powers and, that
1: be. And <laughs> the
0: state, the city of Dallas and the state of Texas. The visitor will not be silenced, Jeffrey. The visitor <laughs> will fight on. The visitor shall park.
1: Visitor <laughs> yeah, sparking, the, the bane of many in existence in places.
0: I, yeah, what I, what I mean, I'm ranting about is that at my particular apartment complex here, just to give like the quickest rundown. Uh, new management company came in and they decided to create a visitor's parking system where there are for an apartment complex of 625 units 30 visitors parking spaces and they're marked and if you don't park in one of those your visitor gets towed so that's one unit for every 20 and um, I inadvertently got like I went up there and just like put a comment in the uh, you know complaint box or comment box and got my head chewed off and now I um have to fight for everyone and it's a sacrifice i'm willing to make but uh you know, i just want people to know that it was supposed to be a regular tuesday morning and well, if, uh if you, win that, if, arrived.
1: if you win that you can come here because i've been going to some doctors lately and i don't think to a person you know if,
0: when when i win this
1: yes when you win this <gasps> if uh <It's laughs> city hall chris you know this um no uh Every doctor I've gone to, there's a sign in the in their waiting room. We do not validate parking. I'm like, what is the effing point then of having an office where I can come drive down? If you're not, if I have to pay... I have to pay more for the coat for the for the parking than the copay most of the time if, if i decide to do that so i you know oh you're a little late mr hawkins yes i had to do street parking because you dopes <laughs> don't provide it in any way it's like are we running a business here or are we running a, a cash scam because parking the biggest grift in los angeles i mean it, it just is it's 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 <laughs> you see people like putting cones on the public parking You know, and and then no, you have to go get a valet. I'm like, it's a it's a street parking spot. Why can't I park it? Well, we we've reserved it. It's like, oh, you have, have you? Oh, wow, that that kind of thing. But yes.
0: Uh, Well, and it kills me out here uh, in in Dallas when I try to play shows down in Deep Elm, and the parking situation has gotten really expensive down there. It's on average. If you're if you're want to walk a little bit, you can find parking for as cheap as five bucks, but like They're
1: soaking the tourists in the Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, it, it, yeah it, in the actual strip, it's like over $20 to park. And the thing that's been annoying me when I've been playing down there lately is clubs are not sometimes I'm playing at certain venues, where like, we're the opening acts, so we're not getting paid. And clubs are not even covering the parking. So I'm playing at a loss. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and, and yes, I know. It's like, oh, it's yards, Chris, or whatever. But like, come on, you're running a bar. You, 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 you said if, if you know that's the parking situation, one, you either designate parking the same way you got it for your employees for the band that is working for you that night, or you set aside a budget to get parking for that band, or you work out an arrangement with a parking lot owner where you can get par- like, you should not just be like, well, Sorry about that. Enjoy spending twenty five dollars. Thanks for playing here tonight. Here's a drink ticket. No,
1: like, the, the the Super Bowl guys were. I mean, it was like half a mile, three quarters of a mile away, and they were uh, they were um, charging one hundred and fifty bucks to park in their
0: front lawn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were like, go for that grift. Go for it. Say hi, Chris.
0: All right, Hawkins. I'm going to use my <laughs> microphone voice now for the podcast. You don't you don't ever tell me if I'm on the wrong microphone. Wait, <laughs> Some some great producer you are, uh, leaving leaving me to embarrass myself on the microphone once again. I, I was turning in a great performance, and, and said, you soaked me. You soaked me.
1: Who's the one who professionally records around here?
0: Um, you? you know, <laughs> it, 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 you, you know, friends help friends. Jeffrey, I, I, I do we need do? I, I will send you. I have quality animated cartoons that speak to this. Okay. I will send them to you.
1: Uh, getting into wrestling news, following up on a couple stories that we did last week when we were early. Um, Sasha and Naomi walking on WWE. No, no movement on their end, but on the WWE end, contracts have been frozen. Merchandise has been pulled from the online stores as of last Friday. And burials abound on television to the point where if you watched SmackDown last week, uh, Pat McAfee is just had no idea that this Michael Cole promo on Sasha and Naomi was coming up, and he's just left to look confused. And <laughs> the funny thing is, Pat McAfee, if if you are a fan of his podcast and I am, uh, is, is number one the most grab the bag guy in sports, I think, and is the most I'm going to be honest with my audience about what's going on type of thing. <laughs> And he's just left there to basically his reaction to Michael Cole's just tremendous, bear, I mean, when I say tremendous, I mean WWE going out of their way to say that these employees are rogue employees who are not, they don't care about you, the WWE universe.
0: It, <laughs> it, it, I mean, no, the, the, the uh, level of intensity that Michael Cole was delivering that promo with contrasted against McAfee's furrowed brow, his legitimately flummoxed face that like, Oh my God, when this company turns on you, they don't just turn on you. They go completely nuclear on this. And like, like I, it was baffling because they were doing damage control on something that I think like if they had said very little (laughs) about it, 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 they basically made the situation bigger than it really needed yes. to be as far as, as, <laughs> far as i'm concerned
1: they brought attention to a situation where nobody would know except like the 25 to 50% of people who who read news updates on the regular from insiders like Sean Ross Sapp and Dave Meltzer nobody would have known that they had done this although all they had to do was say we had an ins- something happened in the back with Sasha and Naomi and they're no longer in the main event. And uh and and whatever. Or there was an injury. I mean, lie. You can lie about these things because it's pro wrestling. It's cards subject to change without reason. It, it it's what the most Yeah, pers- Alexa
0: Bliss could have captured both of them and sent them into the nether zone. Like <laughs> like like uh like this isn't actually like uh, you It's a fiction, as they were so quick to point out, it's a fictional program.
1: Yes, yes, you could have have sent them time traveling into the outer dimensions of whatever crappy sci-fi show you want. Yes, it's a scripted program. How about you script something, geniuses? Jeez but no, they want, they, yeah. I,
0: I, and I just, I, I mean, as like, I don't know that we have a lot more on the TikTok of this other than the the kind of background that we read from that one third party that seemed to have some authority when speaking about Naomi and Sasha's position here. Um, but I, I just got to say WWE's conduct completely, like it, it just, it, the way they are behaving is deeply undermining to whatever legitimacy they might have for their argument
1: that and this is the wrong target sasha banks is eminently one of your top 3 talents i think in the company i do i think in terms of star power that are roman brock and sasha i think those are the three maybe you can make a case for ronda rousey but you know i i kind of i kind of bristle at that i think her star has faded quite a bit but sasha is that person every time she comes on huge pop and this is you wouldn't, they would have never picked a fight with the other two of those three. But Sasha, they want to make an example of. And I just, I, I think it's a losing proposition for them in every way, because Sasha doesn't need them anymore. And I think that's part of the problem here too, is that they know that Sasha doesn't need them anymore. Because trust me, there are casting directors begging to, to cast Sasha Banks and things. If she can pull off a half, half good performance. So yeah, it, it's one of those things. WWE also eating some humble pie this week as an email went out, I believe yesterday, that money in the bank has been moved from Allegiant Stadium to MGM Grand Garden Arena, which, if you want to even slide the knife even further into the gut, is less capacity than T-Mobile Arena, where this weekend's Double or Nothing takes place for AEW. This, they can make all the excuses they want, but this was due to poor Ticket sales. Now, this is me editorializing. Now, they wanted Money in the Bank to be a big pay per view. They wanted it. They wanted the fifth pay per view. They wanted a big one. And this is them getting hoisted on their own petard. Chris, do you even remember who the Money in the Bank winners were from last year?
0: Otis won the Money in the Bank, and then two years ago. Okay. Um. Then who won Money in the Bank last? Edge. Nope. Okay. No, I, the answer <laughs> is no. This is kind
1: I... of proving my point. Yeah, but...
0: no, the answer is apparently no, Jeff.
1: Uh, how about on the women's side?
0: Uh, that obviously was uh, Carmella.
1: Incorrect. That was too. Okay. Ago, I
2: believe. Okay, uh, I don't know. Last year's I...
1: Money in the Bank winners were Big E and Nikki A.S.H. Wow. And if wow. you want to know why there's poor ticket sales to Money in the Bank, how about you look at the treatment? of Big E and Nikki A.S.H. after they won the Money in the Bank. That's all you need to say is scoreboard to me. But Yeah, is- because
0: I, I, and how are you ever going to act like this is a fifth pay-per-view or whatever when the way it would ever achieve that status is if Money in the Bank was sort of like the being made moment for every one of these developing stars. You win the Money in the Bank and that is your take it into the true upper echelon. Nikki A.S.H. has been chasing around the 24-7 title. Like, it, it It ends up making the argument against it super compellingly.
1: Her title run wasn't even that good. That's the problem, as they kept on doubling down on these things that weren't working in front of a live crowd. They made her look goofy, and then they had her lose the title like a goof as well. Why would you ever want to? You know what? That's, that's stadium show material right there is because they want to see they think that the, the spectacle of the ladder match is going to do it for them. And it's not. And and it's it's one of those things where I think people have finally caught on that. Hey, why are we going to invest time in the money in the bank when it's just going to be somebody who gets their toe in the water and then eventually gets beat by, you know, whoever they think the real star.
0: I, I brought up Otis, but. I don't actually think it can, well, can be overstated, but I think generally speaking, it's underappreciated as a sleeper moment that Otis losing the money in the bank in court in a (laughs) lit, like really for those who pay attention and like ticket buyers are people who pay attention to some degree. um, That sort of move tells people that money in the bank does not mean what it once meant.
2: Yeah, and you, well, could I argue mean, not- that you
0: could argue it's been kind of moving in that way since the Sandow moment, but, like, uh, you know, a longer-term trajectory here. But, like, more acutely, I, I, I would point to this Otis moment as, as a real signpost for when things took a different turn.
1: Not, not just ticket buyers, but, but the whole t- making it a travel destination show. And it's, it's for 4th of July weekend. That, that, that used to be a big, that used to be international fight week in Vegas. That's a big travel week. And and to to then and there's a big UFC card I believe on Saturday night as well. Um and I believe Money in the Bank was I believe the same night cuz I think that pay-per-view was is scheduled for Saturday as well. So that was a, an issue too. And you know, look, give it, given the economic things as well, look, not as many people are going to be traveling for shows anymore as well. So just, just an overall miscalculation by this company, but most of it to me would be the poor creative of how they book money in the bank. I, I just think you can make the A to B comparison and you can blame other factors, but the story is right there. It's like, you know, the, the weapon is in the murderer's hand. It's it's not it's not a mystery as to as to why this thing failed due to poor ticket sales. Yeah. Up, Yeah, no. Um, And and
0: I mean, you could look at the week to week TV, too. And I mean, I know sometimes it seems hard to connect where the poor television connects to the poor business. But like, as we as we're fond of saying, you can outrun this for a while. But like, obviously, at some point, it's going to connect. You don't want to buy the T-shirt of a band that is considered to be lame. And, you know, it doesn't have a cool factor. And like, yeah, if you're not vibing on what the show's doing, you're not going to want to go to the live event.
1: Yeah, very true. Uh, Also following up from a story last week, New Japan had a press conference today early saying Kota Ibushi is and will remain a key member of the New Japan pro wrestling roster. In order to ensure the best possible working environment for talent, we will be actively engaged in discussion with Mr. Ibushi, about improving company policy and implementing proper procedure. Koda Bushi did not take this too well. Tweeting, and this is a rough translation, so if there's something lost in this, I apologize, but don't leave out the part you don't want to talk about, the true story from May 8th. I'll address in detail. My mother, sensing my concern, asked me if there were any problems on May 8th. As a result of the story that I told her on May 9th, she attempted suicide and broke her hip bone. That was 95% of my tweet. Why did you leave that out? I told you yesterday that I would address it if, and this is in parentheses, their explanation on the press conference was not correct. I don't think things are going to end happily here, Chris. (laughs) Call me crazy.
0: No, uh, I I think... uh... I I think that it appears the company has really missed the broader issue here uh, in their way of handling this. Sheesh. (laughs) Yikes.
1: Uh, Right before we went on to air announcement that WWE Hall of Famer, Jeff Jarrett has officially returned to world wrestling entertainment. This is from PW Insider. PWInsider.com is confirmed with multiple sources. Jarrett will be working on the live event side of WWE's business in a high-level executive position. One source described it as Jarrett taking over live events.
0: I'm kind of Jeff Jarrett it has a long career and resume of that, so I think this is a great fit for him. He does take over events. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is going to be the last man standing. And I, you know what? Grab the bag, Jeff. Always grab the bag. But I was kind of liking his game-changer run, I got to be honest with you as the grizzled old outlaw type of thing. I was kind of, man, I'm telling you, Chris, I know this will ruffle the feathers of some listeners. I was hoping for an AEW appearance at one point. I really was. Just because of all the people in wrestling, Jeff Jarrett's going to get paid by everybody.
0: I mean, I I mean, I think it'd be fun. And like, look, uh, he is, he's got great heel heat. Um, there, there's a real nice opportunity with Jarrett, especially coming in and antagonizing these beloved, like younger guys, uh, as the grizzled veteran or whatever. I mean, like, look, I'm here for a Jeff Jarrett, Adam Page program. Like that could that be floor. a lot hold of on.
1: fun, hold, hold on. Here. <laughs> now you've gone too far,
0: sir. Have <laughs> I? I'm not saying belt Jeff Jarrett. I'm saying, <laughs> like the type of stories that the a e w fan base wants, and they know this. this is why Jericho is doing the sports entertainment stuff. It is like a e w and independent wrestling triumphs over crappy mainstream mcdonald's w w e
1: okay. from that perspective from the perspective of a like, I could see there being money in dreading Jeff Jarrett winning the title. You know what I'm saying?
0: Uh, oh yeah, especially with Jared coming out and giving like a detailed promo about how he like an <laughs> impassioned like I can't wait to change this company to be more you know family oriented to more like more, total yeah, yeah. Like,
1: non-stop action
0: <laughs> yeah uh, saying all the things that everyone hates and like yeah. just leaning in yeah oh no I, I
1: that might he, be the Jericho path now that I think about it. That might be, we might not be, I just think he'd be
0: better. He basically be better at Jerichoing than Jericho is because of like the resume of his career.
1: Oh man. That is, that's some great fantasy booking. Uh, injury news. Uh, Layla Hirsch had successful surgery. She had a torn ACL. She's going to be out for a while. Anthony Bowens. Looks like he did something to his knee. I'm not sure if ACL MCL or meniscus, but, uh, He's going to be on the shelf as well. He came out in a wheelchair during uh, Dynamite for a promo during, I believe, uh, dark tapings on Wednesday. And Nikita Lyons, as seen on NXT, written out of the uh, tournament there because she has a torn MCL as well. Uh, Nikita Lyons is the interesting one here because I think they really wanted to put the rocket on her, and that's going to that's gonna, uh, cool that off real quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're going to want to make sure that she's 100% and then some before they put the rocket back on her again with the, given the knee stuff, knees can be tricky.
1: And in lighter news, weddings abound in the wrestling world. Looks like speedball, Mike Bailey and Veda Scott tied the knot this week as well as Thomas Latimer and Camille. shocked to find out that camille's only 28 that's uh that's interesting but uh i believe there's one more to go i believe charlotte and andrade will be doing that but uh congrats to all of them very very cool that will end the news portion of this program and now as is custom here on shake them ropes the lazy river of wrestling criticism whatever we want to talk about whatever we watched, whatever we saw That will also include, because this is a pay-per-view week, a preview of this year's Double or Nothing from Las Vegas, Nevada. I have already done two of these previews, Chris, so you're going to be doing a lot of this talking, and I'm going to be doing a lot of apologizing for my previous picks. But, uh, Chris, I will leave it to you before we start the preview. Is there anything pressing that you wanted to talk about uh, from this week's wrestling before we get into it?
0: Yeah, because I don't want to do the full show of this, but, like, let's talk about NXT 2.0 2.0 okay it's not worth actually recapping the full show of this. <laughs> no no I, I i i i'm not even saying there's a laugh line that's the sad part it's like like sometimes i'm saying things now about this show that are actually just true statements it do not pass the laugh test in the sense that like it's a true statement and you just find yourself laughing at it and um this week nxt 2.0 hit a new unfortunate and, and sad milestone where at the end of this horrible main event segment, the main event segments, Braun breaker, wrestling, Duke Hudson, middle management, Duke Hudson,
1: middle management, Duke Hudson.
0: And might get outcomes, your parking.
1: if you ask him nice.
0: Yeah. Well, he won't validate your parking, bro. Oh, He won't validate. Yeah. No, no. no. He, he'll tell you that there's parking, but like what, he, what he's basically saying is, yeah, you're going to have to pay for it though.
1: Oh yeah. No. When you ask for him to validate, he pulls out his pockets. And pulls out the lint.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. No, and he, yeah. he 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 does he does like the the handsy thing too. Like like what? Where do you expect me to have this money? Even though he's got a nice watch on, he
1: don't have the budget for that.
0: Yeah, I, and, and and he's doing this with this hand that has the nice watch on it. Um, so Braun Breaker's in there having a match against Duke Hudson. Okay, you know, like Hudson's a not a bad specimen. Breaker's fine. It's an okay. It's okay. It's just okay. Um, out comes Joe Gacy everyone's favorite Bray Wyatt clone. And he's got his two grizzled young veterans who now have to wear hoods and be stupid. And the premise of the match now slips to Joe Gacy is trying to get Braun Breaker to get disqualified. And the match ends when, after a bunch of shenanigans, Duke Hudson wins the match via disqualification when Braun Breaker is essentially tricked into hitting Duke Hudson with a chair. And Joe Gacy is cackling to the side outside of the ring with his two little hooded goofs. And the crowd is chanting, this is stupid, audibly, as the logo comes up for NXT. And I'm sitting there and watching this and kind of like gawking at it as I'm looking up from my computer doing other stuff going, wow, this is an unimaginable way of this show closing out eight to 10 years ago, eight to 10 years ago, it would have been just impossible to imagine a scenario where the crowd had completely abandoned the angle so much that the show is going off the air with a, this is stupid chant. But here we are <laughs> here. No, and, and oh, but again, can you I'm not imagine? even saying that to be funny. It's like, there's no more damning indictment of how much the show has declined. It's not even debatable to me anymore that it has declined. Not that there ever really was, but like, you can't find find me an episode of NXT 1.0 after the Bo Dallas era that goes off the air with this is stupid. I don't exactly. Even think you, I don't even think you can find one during the Bo Dallas era.
1: Yeah, I mean, would you would you ever tell fans of the Black and Gold post Bo Dallas? Hell, even with Bo Dallas, if you want to go that far, that that the show would I, ever some come. Some
0: of off. Bo's stuff was not bad. The Bo gets kicked off of NXT is a great segment.
1: Yes, I, people, people dismiss that. But you know, it was it was fun and entertaining before NXT got more serious. And I liked more serious NXT, like many people. Uh going into AEW. Uh before we get into the preview, I do have a question because it, it relates to the preview of this AEW. And and I let, let let's get into this because this was the most confusing segment in the go home show. I mean, the the go home show. AEW just does piss-poor go-home shows, let's be honest, because of, because of how they... Their, their point of view is we, we still want to give people a great wrestling show for the hard sell. So they did all the hard sell stuff in the first hour, and then they end with the Owen Hart tournament stuff, and you're just like, eh, okay, great. But besides my editorializing there, the Punk Hangman promo lot of thoughts about this i had a conversation had a couple of conversations about it uh i want i want you to talk about your thoughts on this and then i'm going to give mine and i want you to tell me as someone who is not as deeply entrenched in the wrestling bubble as i am which includes message boards and wrestling twitter not that you're not entrenched in the wrestling bubble chris but you know you don't you you have other things to. I to... no,
0: I, I immediately have other. Th- I've never. I'm not. Don't play coy about that at this point. I, I okay. used to. I, I mean, I know. Like I, it was a part of my career. I closed captioned professional wrestling, but like much like after working at you know a pizza place, you don't want to eat pizza every you, you day. You don't
1: live tweet like I do. No, no, times. I don't. That's no, what no, I'm
0: I, saying. I, yeah, I, well, dude, honestly, especially right now, I just nothing compels me to okay. act like that. Okay, so yeah. so
1: okay, so so with that said, and with our our particulars out there. What was your opinion of this punk uh, hangman confrontation?
0: Okay. So super mix. It was really complicated because initially I'm like, okay, Paige is more fired up and engaged and more meeting the energy of a CM punk feud and delivering with some intensity at a CM punk level. But then Then, and this is important, you get into the actual content of what Paige is saying. And there was a great improvement in style, as I just noted, but I felt like the substance of what he said was super confusing at best. I don't, and I've thought about it a while now, I don't understand what his like, you're a hypocrite about labor stuff. What like what is that comment getting at? The, the best I've been able to come up with is you don't wrestle on TV enough, which is weird. Um, and I don't necessarily even know is all that true. Relative, I guess the question would be like relative to who? Like he shouldn't be wrestling as much as Jungle Boy. Like, I, 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 so anyways, I was having a hard time with that, and I I just felt like I felt like the story is still a little obtuse here, like. It's on it's if, if you asked me to recap what is the story of CM Punk and Adam Page, I don't know that I can really tell you that. And, and I think that if I gave you my version of it, and then we had four or five other people who follow wrestling fairly closely, like let's say the same level of intensity as me, I think all of our descriptions would be kind of divergent. Not like, you know, like diametrically opposed or anything, but divergent enough that it would speak to this idea that maybe the story has not been told very clearly. I don't really. Punk wants to win. I guess it's all business. Where is Adam Page's head at in all of this? And I I don't know. I, so.
1: No, I think, I think if you want to cut it off right there, I think you're perfect because you're with me in many, many ways. You're with a lot of wrestling Twitter in many ways that night watching that promo. But then you start listening to people like Dave Meltzer and you start going to message boards and you start reading it. And I think here's the deal is we talk about this a lot. When things don't make sense on television, a lot of people go into their minds and create a story where the story makes sense. And I think that's what has happened here according to what Dave Meltzer is, is hinting at here is that the story being told is that there's also some backstage stuff that's going on within this promo and that the story is that they're trying to tell. And and some fans have gotten into this too as well. While you knew that Eddie Kingston already said this and MJF already said this, that CM Punk is a phony. And that, and that Punk is being disingenuous here. And it's the start of a heel turn. And I said, they have not told that story at all. What they are doing right now, in my opinion, Chris, I think you're exactly right. They were vague and they're being obtuse here. And it's too clever by half, but it's also far too, but, but there are too many people saying that they're telling the story that they're not telling. I think we're getting into a point where we're going to have the retracing problem that we've talked about here. They are telling the story to get to telling the story. What they're trying to say, and all Adam Page had to do was come out here and say, things have changed in this company since you got here. That is all they had to say in this promo. And all those things that people are saying w- would be true. But it's not. It's not. They aren't, say- they- they aren't saying that. They're trying to make you think. And, they're- and people are trying to justify this as long-term storytelling. And it's not. If they are going to turn punk heel here, in any way, or if they're going to turn punk after he wins the title in order to cravenly try and keep it, then they are telling the story here incorrectly so that they can now tell the story correctly that they've wanted to tell for the last three months. That is my opinion on this, because I didn't see that at all. And I, I, I was with everybody. I was almost with punk. Like, why are you so angry at me? They, this is in, in my wheelhouse. This is the equivalent of an improv scene where you have two players out there and one player has a secret motivation and we can't start the scene until the other player gets the motivation out of that player. And we never got the motivation out there. I thought the, the page part of this promo just didn't connect with the reality of what the, the story they were building here was. It really wasn't. Now, if if you wanted him, I mean, and it also doesn't jive well with the the Page promo about CM Punk two weeks earlier, about how he's going to kick his ass and he's going to make his fans not want to buy their merchandise anymore. There is an underlying anger here in Adam Page. That needed to be addressed.
0: And, and, and isn't that, I mean, isn't that underlying anger? And like, this is where it needed to finally start bubbling out that he's angry at the fans for not loving him enough. I don't know like, about that. I don't know what th- that's To that's me, like, the that's point. the closest thing to a coherent story okay. you have here. That he, he fought, he was cowboy shit. They loved him when he drove the Tesla with the horns. Now, all of a sudden, here comes this guy who quit the business for seven years. He's old, he's washed, he's not the same entity he once was, and these people still love him and not me. When I represent their generation, I'm closer to their values. They can't even move on from him and embrace me. Like, it feels to me like people Page's contempt here.
2: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now. Introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value Off again, that's arena club.com/slash VOW net, slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network.
0: really is at the fans and so like especially if they turn punk heel it will feel really unearned off of this because to me the story has felt like page is angry he's bitter and like in in the classic way when someone's like kind of like angry they're oftentimes trying to deflect what they're really angry about i don't think this to me the story is is he's angry at punk but it's not really about punk he's angry at punk as a proxy for the fans
1: uh i'm I'm with you to a point. Cause I think it's another side of, of the coin. I think he's somewhat angry. I think he is angry at punk, but I always viewed it as, and it sort of came out here is he's a day one guy. He was here building this. And this guy just comes waltzing in. He gets a couple of matches. And,
0: and the fans a, love him. Even though page has been here since day one.
1: Okay. I, I, I wasn't bringing the fans into this. I was like, well, who are you to, to jump the line and from other people? And why is the company, giving you this title shot. This is why I'm
0: saying he works as a perfect proxy because how many times have these fickle to quote Danielson uh, fans turned on the day one guys in favor of the new arrivals.
1: Okay. That's fine. I mean, both those things could be true, but they didn't tell that story either.
0: No, no, I I mean, I think they have not been telling that story, but I think if anything, pages tone has done more to speak to that narrative than Frankly, a a punk heel turn because if anything, if punk, you know, slightly crossed the line against this iteration of Adam Page. Like if Page is out there being way cool, um, you know, like trying to be as cool as possible with Punk, and then Punk like worked dirty in the match, poked Page in the eye or something like that. I think that that has some salience. But like Page is being a dickhead. Like if Punk poked. Page in the eye during this match, it wouldn't have this "ooh, that's heelish" sort of thing. It'd be like, I don't know, dude, he's trying to win the title, whatever.
1: Yeah, um, interesting. I'll, let's just quickly go over Dynamite then before we get into this. Uh, I, I thought the uh, the Wardlow segment was perfect. I, I thought the Wardlow segment and and this and this confrontation should have been hour two, and that's how they should have closed the show. Um. But I, but I loved it. I mean, the chair shot; everybody could see it a mile away, and it was fantastic how they pulled that off.
0: You know, that's- you can have you can have a beat like that be painfully obvious, but also be necessary and yeah. logical, and like very I, like you. If you write if you write something where that's the spot we got to get to, then like yeah, and, and sometimes the bit and the mistake there it would be to do the swerve where Spears winds up, gets ready to bonk MJF and MJF like puts his hands up and Spears puts his hands up and they're like, ah, we didn't fall for the trope. No, no. Sometimes you, sometimes you just got to do the thing. Yeah. Or, like, I, I you think know, the you...
1: only missed beat here was man. They undersold on commentary, the breaking of the handcuffs. I thought that that should have been an, oh my God, type of moment. And they just, ah, he broke the handcuffs. And you're like, Okay. <laughs> Way to undersell it, JR. Way to go there. Um, and the other thing that just, it, it this annoyed me. I don't know about you. FTR versus Rapongi Vice. And this is how we're introducing the Forbidden Door. With the great Ocon and a guy who hasn't appeared on AEW TV in two and a half years, but I'm supposed to remember him, Jeff Cobb. Um, I, this is more of Tony's bubble presence where he thinks everybody follows everything in wrestling this is the equivalent of the wcw invading wwf with lance storm (laughs) as as the kind of put out there Uh, this needed to be a bigger deal and this will go into my i mean i thought they were going to make a bigger deal a double or nothing but I, i just i thought i think they overthought this they thought that this would get a huge pop in front of that crowd, which the travel crowd hadn't even gotten into Vegas yet, the travel crowd was getting in Thursday and Friday. This was mostly locals and people who took the entire week off in there, on a on a on a Wednesday afternoon, thinking they were going to pop huge for Jeff Cobb and the Great O'Con. I, I just it 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 seemed like it, it was just a bad idea,
0: Chris. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I. I didn't like, I, I've not been watching new Japan that much in recent years. So the great Ocon, I was like, who? And then I, I was like, well, Oh,
1: well, you and Jim Ross. Cause he goes, Jeff Cobb and the other guy.
0: That's yeah. Cool. No, I like, dude, I was, I, I, I was it, never a good day when I'm feeling Jim Ross's energy, but I was absolutely <laughs> feeling Jim Ross's energy. Uh. I'm not Jeff. I'm not saying that with pride. I'm saying that with journalistic oh, integrity. Hold on. Were you
1: Oh man, Husky, Jeff Cobb. Oh yeah, like him, like the big boys. Like yeah, the no, and the, best
0: that, the best that Ross can come up with is he's kind of like Dr. Death. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, okay, um, sure.
1: Oh, this all, okay, cool. Uh, that Those were my thoughts on, on, on Dynamite. So let's get in, let's do the preview and let's uh, go enjoy the weekend, shall we?
0: Sounds good to me.
1: All right, 11 matches. Possibly a twelfth to be added. I don't know if if Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly will be officially added, but as of press time, eleven matches and one pre-show match for your double or nothing preview live from the T-Mobile Arena. I believe this <laughs> is it in the T-Mobile Arena. Hold on, let's check. Yes, T-Mobile Arena <laughs> on the Strip at Las Vegas, Nevada. It will be AEW's first million gate over $1 million. It's the first million-dollar gate for any company other than WWE. So, big card here. Let's get to it. On the pre-show, Hookhausen, the team of, oddly enough, Hook and Danhausen taking on Tony Nese and smart Mark Not the Sterler. people I was
0: expecting off of that.
1: <laughs> Not the what?
0: Not, not the people I was expecting for for Hrochhausen's personality. Yeah, yeah, it really <laughs> swerved me there.
1: <laughs> Who else would have been?
0: Uh, maybe Slapjack Captain Hook and <laughs> yeah, 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 Slapjack and uh, Slapjack Retribution and- <laughs> too.
1: A team of Angelico and <laughs> Yes,
0: yeah, so- yeah, no, Slapjack and Jack Evans, the the yes. two Jacks in a Jill. <laughs>
1: Hookhausen versus Tony Nees and Smart Mark Sterling. Uh, Chris, your, your detailed preview of of what everybody knows is gonna happen.
0: I think Hook and Danhausen are gonna somehow find a way for the mega powers to unite here and triumph over evil.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh smart Mark Sterling's probably taking this pin. Danhausen's going to have a curse on somebody and Hook's going to kill somebody and probably walk.
0: They, they, I, I mean, I will actually, say a non-zero possibility they actually do the Mega Powers Unite spot like at the end of it, you know, as a, like a little tribute.
1: And what is possibly the worst build for any title match on a, on a pay-per-view ever? Jade Cargill defending her TBS championship with the baddies, Kira Hogan and Red Velvet in tow versus Anna Jay. And how they got here was that Anna Jay Saved somebody who's in their Owen Hart tournament. <laughs> You're just like, what the hell? Chris, is there any chance that Anna Jay wins the TBS title here?
0: God, I hope so, but no, oh, probably no, not. No. No, I, I mean, they spare me of this misery, but now that they've created the baddie section, I, I think the badness will continue.
1: Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest. I, I follow Red Velvet on, on social media. And they've been doing a lot with Sunny Kiss possibly being a part of the baddies, and I'm kind of here for that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm not here- gonna
0: lie. I'm I'm here for that. I'm kind of here okay. for Okay. Yes, Caddy Sunny Kiss being like, yeah, I, I you're talking yeah. me into that.
1: Yeah, uh, you can yeah. talk me into that very easily. Um, I'm mo- the thing I'm most excited about this match is to see who Jade Cargill cosplays because I look, Jade Cargill can't wrestle for crap in many ways.
0: How dare you, sir? I would never no, say right. such a thing like that on this podcast. Right. No, I no, want to make no, clear, no, shake gonna, them ropes. He's not going to countenance those types uh, of critiques. I am sorry to the fans. I, I apologize. I went off
1: the cuff there. That is my Yeah, fault. that was that was, it was Cargill, horrible. I, 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 hold on. Let me let me, you, let me fix this, that, Let me fix this in post right now. Oh, my now. God. Really? Three, two, one. Jade Cargill is a work in progress who is improving by the day. She has great style and great presence and I'm kind of excited to see her ring gear, but yeah, I don't, I, I, the shorter this match is, uh, I think the better and Jade Cargill wins this, but she has a presence. She is a star. She's improving.
0: Yeah. It's, look, the ultimate warrior was a star too. Yes, I don't disagree yes. with you there.
1: No, I flew off the handle there.
0: That, that oh come there. on! Actually, I'm I'm more mad at you that you walked it back because no, she's not a very good wrestler. Okay, and, and, and when you but say but she, I
1: try not to, I, I try not to. Said, when, to I
0: people. think I, I think when people are to say she's improving, they now have the burden of saying how.
1: No, no, no. I I try not to comment on people's wrestling because i'm not a wrestler so oh I just, okay, okay all right that, that well, i i, stuff, I mean I,
0: I i don't know i i watch matches they're good they're bad and that seems to be a factor of no, the no, people who are in them no.
1: jeff jeff just had a bad moment there
0: well no, you Williams know you, i i'm i'm mad at you you sold you sold out journalism i know that, I that's horrible so you did weak. you did a thing so to weak. think about a thing to think about
1: in a six-man tag match the house of black malachi black buddy matthews and brody king against the death triangle of Pac. Penta Oscura and Ray Phoenix with Alex Abrahantes on paper. This match is going to be fantastic. If you like spot fest, I believe this will be the one for you story does nothing for me. And I am deathly afraid that Julia Hart's going to be involved in the finish. Chris, what do you see for this?
0: See, I am more, I am less optimistic about the work in this match. I'm worried that this has moved into the worst impulses of WWE. And that's going to be more skitty than it is uh matchy. Okay. Um I think given it's AEW, there will still be a match there. But I think the focus of the competitors in this match is not going to be on making a good match, but making a good skit. And that's ultimately what's going to get the focus.
1: That is my worry as well. I do think House of Black goes over here. Um,
0: Oh yeah, I should have said that. Yeah, no, narratively, it makes absolutely no sense for Penta and all of them to win. I I think probably the finish here is that like Penta and all of them try to like save Julia Hart and Julia Hart betrays them
1: that yeah that would be my my pick as well in in a match that's to me going to be feast or famine the Hardys, matt and jeff hardy taking on the young bucks of matt jackson and nick jackson with one brandon cutler i'll go first on this one i i think jeff hardy's going to try and do too much here i I do i think he's going to he's going to try and wreck himself here uh i would be more interested in a young bucks hardy straight match here than i would breaking out a ladder at any point but i assume there's going to be a ladder broken out at some point for for no reason whatsoever i'd be interested to see if the young bucks can carry the hardys to a three and a half four star match i do i don't think they can get there i don't think matt and jeff i don't think they got it anymore i gotta be honest with you i think they have enough to please the fans. But in terms of having the critically acclaimed match, I don't think it's there no matter what the young bucks do here.
0: I mean, but I'm Jeff, happy to be proven Jeff was always sort of like a middling talent when it came to actually like the inside the ropes wrestling stuff. He's an unbelievable stunt performer. Yes. Um, so I, I mean, I'm with you. I think they will try to do too much. I bet you the, the Jacksons are willing to take, the lions, they're going to be willing to do the work that it would be needed to make this match work yes. for the fans Yes, they will
1: they are going to work um, hard for the hardies you know that
0: i i i, I would su- suspect that it ends up clocking in somewhere around three and a quarter stars like like who for, wins i'm gonna say the jacksons win and that this is the start of a feud
1: i'm going the opposite way i think they put the you Hardys, think the Hardys over. prevail yeah okay i do i think they put the okay. Hardies over okay so, but I mean, I can go either way, but I, I well, no, think you
0: could see the Hardys going over, and that being the start of Adam Cole being annoyed with the Jacksons,
1: or they get the Hardys put over the and it also moves the Hardys over to possibly like an FTR match, I think, at some point, which I think they which I think both teams really want. Um, so yeah, I think, but I think the Hardys get elevated in this thing. Next up, anarchy in the arena because we can't have blood and guts. Jericho Appreciation Society, Chris Jericho, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, Daniel Garcia, and Jake Hager taking on Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club consisting of Brian Danielson and John Moxley with William Regal.
0: I feel like, uh, man, I feel like Blackpool prevails over this. This is a short-term feud. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. This is a short-term few, not a long-term view. But I, I, I'm prepared to be wrong on that one.
1: I am of the opinion that the Jericho Appreciation Society has to win this because I don't think this is the blow-off. I think blood and guts will be the blow-off, and that will be the point where Daniel Garcia gets sick of all this sports entertainment crap. And I think the 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 worked injury to Brian Danielson that they've been doing. I don't know if you read about this, but uh, during. During the tapings of Dark, I believe last week they did something where Danielson got his leg stuck between the ramp and the arena, and he hurt it. And he was kind of selling it this week, limping out to the ring. I think. That,
0: well, wasn't the gang his leg stuck in there for seven minutes not an accident? Like, like wasn't I mean, was that worked? Was that like Danielson it basically like it wanted to us a-
1: to me? It okay, feels, so this is, so
0: this, you know, initially I had this, huh, it's a lot like Spinal Tap when uh, it, the bass player gets stuck in the pod for the entirety of the song, and it takes them seven minutes to get them out. It's unfortunate we didn't get more uh, clips of this.
1: I think that maybe the Eddie Kingston Blackpool Combat Club tension might lead to the defeat here, but I, I just think, I think this is longer term than we think, and I think Jericho Appreciation Society, therefore, has to get the win here somehow. I'm just trying to figure out how.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that, that that could very well be it. That could very well be it. Uh that that they, they do end up winning. Maybe maybe at the end of the day, Jericho's able to turn Santana and Ortiz.
1: No, no, no. That that's dead, I think. I think uh because of how that whole thing went down, that those angles. But uh yeah, yeah. no, I think there's will be, I, be I, a I, fun plunder match. I think 2.0 is gonna get just absolutely wrecked in this whole thing. <laughs> yeah it'll be it'll be a lot of uh it'll be a lot of plunder spots i think there'll be a lot of quote-unquote sports entertainment plunder spots here so i think it'll be a fun watch though still in the match i'm most looking forward to and it is an absolute story match not a work rate match mjf versus wardlow wardlow wins he'll be granted his release from his contract with mjf mjf wins wardlow will be permanently banned from signing with AEW. I will give you some uh, potential things because my co-host on the Dynamite Show brought this up. Is there any chance, Chris, that Wardlow loses this match but gets signed by ROH and becomes the big guy there? Or is this going to go down as we think with perhaps some question about how it happens? How do you see
0: this, Chris? It seems... I don't know. It seems like it wouldn't it's not going to fly to have Wardlow like <laughs> lose to MJF after the story they've been telling. No, he, he wins. He wins.
1: I think Wardlow wins. I think MJF, I think there's a Remsburg issue here. I could see MJF has his foot on the ropes. MJF has his foot under the ropes. MJF has his shoulder up because I think we have to get for the next big pay-per-view quarterly. I think it's MJF versus the winner of Punk and Page. So I think Wardlow has to win here, but MJF has to have some sort of, hey, I got screwed by the refs type of thing here. What do you think about that?
0: Yes, I could see that. It leads to a rematch. So Wardlow gets his contract, but the feud's not completely over.
1: Right, I think, but, well, I think they move on. From the feud, I just think MJF has a legitimate beef where he actually won when he didn't or something to that effect.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see that. And, like, maybe then MJF is, like, got, like, a little, not like a feud, per se, but, like, heat with Remsburg, and that becomes a story.
1: World Tag Team Championship for AEW. Three-way, Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Christian Cage versus Team Taz of Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, presumably with Taz. Versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Chris, does Jurassic Express come out with the titles on this three-way?
0: Man, it it's hard to call this one only because like the Christian Jurassic Express story is weird. Um, is Christian trying to sabotage them? Or is Jack just choking and Christian I I don't. Uh, I'm going to say they lose the titles here. I'm yeah. I'm going to say they lose the titles here to. To whom? I know. I know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm trying. Okay. Well,
1: I will go over my, my, my. okay, go, go for it. Uh, I think this match is going to be really, really good. Jurassic express their Uh, what they lack, uh, is usually covered up by the fact if they're in there with two other teams. Let's put it that way. The, the last, we said on the last pay-per-view that, that triple threat over-delivered because it, it shielded Luchasaurus's shortcomings in many ways and also Jungle Boy's reliance on, on gymnastic sequences for the most part. Uh, I do think Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus lose the titles and I think the breakup between, I think Cage stomps a mud hole in Jungle Boy after the match but I think it's time to put the titles on team Taz. I think Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs are fantastic. That's I think, what
0: I was leaning to is that it's like, actually like it's time to put like a real belt on Starks. Yes. Yeah.
1: And because look, I don't know if the titles elevated jungle boy or Luchasaurus any, I really don't at this point. I don't know what the, what the mortem is here because I think they got caught in the morass of is Christian cage really on their side or not. And I think that, uh, and I think a lack of a really strong one-on-one feud with another team, because remember, this wasn't the original triple threat schedule. It was originally going to be the Young Bucks and Red Dragon here with, with, with the Jurassic Express. I think the lack of a strong one-on-one team feud has not helped the, Lucha, uh, has not helped the Jurassic Express, almost called it the Lucha Express. And I think it's time to change the titles. I think it's just time to change them.
0: I, I don't disagree. Um, I, I mean, I, I, the, I don't dislike the Christian pairing, but I don't think they've done a very good job telling the story with Christian. So then I guess I don't really care for the Christian pairing, only on that. I love, I love Christian. I just, hasn't been working for me.
1: The Owen Hart tournament final, starting with the women, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Fresh over that win against Tony Storm might go a little bit into that because that angers me versus Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. I said on other preview shows, you might've seen the only person out of the final four who didn't need a big win was Britt Baker, DMD sure enough screw job. Now I'm being told this is storytelling because Tony storm looked at, looked at DMD and said, if you screw me in any way, Oh, it's going to be vengeance. Doesn't matter. Tony storm need a win here. And she probably needed the win for the entire tournament to really capture the hotness of her debut, which has cooled down. Speaking of which, on the other side of the ledger, Ruby Soho, Ice Cold, mostly just a theme song at this point, I think, in some ways, after a hot debut, Chris Statlander. This repackaging is not working very well. Who do you put in there against Britt Baker, number one, and who do you, do you put them over? Because it feels like right now, as it's being set up, is that we're getting the king and king, king and queen of the prom with Cole and Britt Baker coming out on top. I am legitimately fascinated by this Soho Statlander match uh, because I could see where they're trying to once again retrace their steps and give Ruby Soho the win that she needed over Britt Baker in the finals. But I could also see them going all the way with Statlander on this reboot to see if they can make it work. But I could also see just Britt Baker winning it all and us going, well, what was the point of that then? Chris, how do you see this?
0: God, it is really tough. Because to me, the play here would be, why don't you try to fix what you damaged with uh, with, um, Ruby Soho? Yes. But... I'm with you. They just repackaged Statlander, and they do need to establish. You know, I, I, I think that long term the hope would be that Statlander could be someone, um, who could be like a real comp Like like Statlander versus Jade Cargill feels like more the match than Ruby Soho versus Jade Cargill. Uh, like you know, like it just feels like. They would want if they could get Statlander to that place, they would want to get her to that place.
1: Okay. So you think that so you think the finals for this is for a TBS title match eventually? Or just or are you? I, just no, I think
0: I'm thinking of this as a vehicle okay. to gotcha. establish someone. Like, yeah. Are we do we need to establish Brit? Probably not. But to your point, um Adam Cole and Brit Breaker Britt Baker as King and Queen of the Prom. Especially, like you know what, I'm gonna go Britt Baker because I could see this the story of this pay per view being like the Jacksons lose to the Hardee's that annoys Adam Cole. Adam Cole is now more closely aligned with his girlfriend and Red Dragon coming out of this.
1: Okay, I, I am gonna you know what I'm just gonna go the direct route. I'm gonna th- I, I say Ruby Soho does something a little heelish to beat Statlander because it looked like they were building up to that on on Dynamite. Might take a shortcut or at least not as baby face as you might see, might be a bit of an edge, and then eventually loses to Brit. In the men's Owen Hart Cup tournament final, Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. Now, on a preview show last Sunday, I thought this was how they were going to introduce the Forbidden Door, because I thought they were going to take Samoa Joe out of this tournament and put in a Hiroshi Tanahashi or, a, or an Okada to take Adam Cole's place, win the Owen, and that gives that person an excuse to then go after the winner of page and Punk on the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Looks like I'm wrong here. Looks like they're just going to go directly with Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole with Samoa Joe having the injured arm. Uh, is there any way you see Samoa Joe coming out of this as a winner, Chris?
0: Just seems really unlikely. Um, I, I mean, I, they, it seems like they've really put the mileage into telling the you – know, Samoa Joe is very formidable, but is broken down, and the odds are going to be against him. i, I, I don't I just don't see Joe winning this,
1: yeah, i I don't either. I, I do think we're probably gonna get a Jay Lethal or Sanjay Dutt appearance during this match, and it probably leads to the loss in some way. Um, but yeah, i'm I guess this is their first ever match against one another. I'm liking Samoa Joe as old grizzled Wahoo McDaniel type. I really am. And I think he's gonna beat the crap out of Am Cole, which will be very enjoyable. I'm not saying anything about the enjoyment of this match. I just think it's a foregone conclusion that Am Cole's probably gonna win this. Yeah, I know. I,
0: I, think... I mean and, and I mean I think there'll be some fun callbacks to their feud in NXT too. So like no, I I I
1: like this. Am I what? misremembering? Did they have a feud in NXT? I thought, Did they didn't have they a have there? a match in NXT? I was I'm not sure of that. I was told it was their first match, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I'm I thought just...
0: they had I thought they had a match in NXT. It
1: feels like they had a match in NXT. <laughs>
0: Oh, Cole you know what the they title? were?
1: I think they were building one, and that's when he got uh, he got hurt and and fired again. When he was when he was Regal's. Uh...
0: Okay, yeah, that's right. Or, that's, no, that's right. Karen that's right. Cross. No, they were they were definitely okay. So I guess you could say they had a feud that, never came, but like like you're right, they're definitely building tension when he was like manager type. Yes, and and, and then he finally like lost his cool. So no, they were building to a feud for sure.
1: Yeah. Um. AEW Women's World title, and what could I, what I think could be a sleeper of a match? Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. There's no way Serena Deeb wins this, I don't think. Uh, my fear is, yet again, another story match involving Dustin Rhodes somehow. I hope he doesn't come out during this match. Uh, I would like Serena Deeb to eventually be the AEW Women's World title because I think it needs a strong, technical, bully-type heel versus baker who i think is a more of a flaky type of heel um but these two have incredible chemistry they've done a pre-show match that almost stole the show once i'm kind of looking forward to this one but i think thunder rosa wins
0: i'm gonna go the other way i'm good for the reason that you bring up and especially considering that like aew still really committed to uh one jade cargo who i'm told is still improving i think it would be really good to have the belt on someone like serena deeb who is already improved shall we say um i i think it would actually offer a nice buffer zone for this i'm not worried about two heel champions um the chase is often better than the catch rosa for her part her promo was great i actually i loved Coming out his mouth, love the outfit, love the side profile turning, and we just see her whole face. Um, It was the perfect promo to connect with someone before they unfairly and unjustly lose the belt.
1: Huh. Interesting, because we have a lot of title switches going on this time. And it'll be interesting going into this world title match. The big one, the one we've kind of looked forward to, Hangman Adam Page against CM Punk for the AEW World Championship. Who you got, Chris?
0: I got Paige winning this. I, I know a lot of people got Punk winning this. I, just, I, I see Paige winning this. I see Paige going heel.
1: Huh. That is a fascinating turn of events. I think it's quote-unquote best for business. I'm I'm struggling with this still, Chris. And I've I've made this selection twice, and I'm still struggling with it. I think CM Punk is the choice here. I think CM Punk grows your business. I think Adam Page chasing uh or getting in the line to chase, because I think I think the move here is to cool off Adam Page a little bit into Forbidden Door, where I put him in the super work rate feud with Will Ospreay, if we can get Osprey, uh off of his health condition stuff. But I see the, the match at Forbidden Door being Punk and Tanahashi, which isn't your super work rate match. I see Okada and Danielson, if they can get that going. And I see Page and Osprey being that match. So I think you have to take the title off of him here to get there. I think CM Punk can talk better than Adam Page right now.
0: I, that's I, a hot take bro can you can you flesh that one out a little bit
1: which one that he that he can no, talk about
0: cm punk and talk i was being sarcastic i something.
1: know i know uh <laughs> yeah, i jumped on the joke i apologize um but i think that that's what you need i think you need a, a you you need because moxley had his own way of talking people in and it was good but wasn't great to me kenny was just a, a bit of a clown for my liking I think punk and given the people that I think you're going to line up against punk, that I think there's going to be that title, man, th- this ends with CM punk losing the title in Chicago to MJF. And that is going to be hot fire. But I think for now, you need a guy who can talk the the smaller feuds that are going to come out of this into it, like your, your special events on AEW or whatever. The, the, the equivalent being the Adam Page murderhawk type feud, which lasted two weeks and didn't really get a lot of heat in it. I think CM Punk is the choice here. And, and, and if it's not, I'm fine with that. Don't get me wrong. We can play the whole day one versus guy coming in to get it here. I don't know if anybody goes heel or not. I think it's a clean win either way. I think there might be some... Uh, do what it takes to win type of spots where you start to question is one of these guys going heel, but I don't think they pull the trigger on it yet either, but I'm going to go with CM Punk clean over Adam page.
0: I interesting. Interesting. I, I, I just, uh, I'm
1: interested. I mean, I'm, I'm buying, especially,
0: especially if no one's turning heel, I just have a real hard time seeing punk winning. Um, I, not, not that I don't think he should be champion. I just, I think, I think Page needs to turn heel for like, like as as part of losing the title. Like, we need to really, we need especially if you're gonna have it be about the betrayal, uh, like MJF winning and everything like that. It needs to his his ascension to the throne needs to be in bathed in white light, shall we say? Hmm.
1: Okay. No, I can go your way too. I am not. I'm not dismissing that in any way. It is. I'm excited to see it. This is the one that I don't know about. Everything no, else, no. I'm like,
0: I- I'm, I, I, can't wait. Like, this is, this is, this is the match yeah. I am looking forward to this weekend. Um, I think it'll be a really good match too. Like, I, I think because Punk has been just kicking ass uh in this last run here. I, I, I mean, he's really engaged. I, he's gonna be up for the big matches. Uh, and I, I'm really stoked about this match. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can't wait. But I, and I, like, I like that it's not clear. I really do.
1: With that, go enjoy your weekend. It's been Shake okay. Them Ropes. You follow, me, <laughs> follow nice. me at Crap Game Thirteen. You can follow Chris at DWATG, and just follow the show at Shake Them Ropes—all one word—every week over on Patreon.com/slash/FightGameMedia for five bucks. You can hear my hot takes, post dynamite on the Dynamite Show with one Paul Ace Fontaine, who is currently in Vegas with most of the other crew from Fight Game Media. That comes out usually late Tuesday night. Give it a listen, or late Wednesday night. Give it a listen on your early Thursday mornings. Chris also does other podcasts as well. He is going to plug them for you now.
0: Yeah, don't worry about the government. I actually had some time off this week here uh, and uh, went and taped an episode, talked about the uh, tragedy down in uvalde uh and actually talked about a less well-covered uh very very close call right down the street for me this week that uh could have very easily gone a similar direction here um so we'll be talking uh, unfortunately yet again about guns schools and america on the most recent episode of don't worry about the government which you can find at patreon.com dwatg